to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. This is the day. This is the day. This is the only day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. What up? What up? What's up? You know what it is. It's your boy. It's Pastor Wade with This Is The Day. Man, where y'all been at? Man, I feel like we ain't talked in like forever. I know we had, because we, you know, we had, I don't really like to call it Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is technically really not a holiday, even though we're supposed to be thankful every day because Thanksgiving is really celebration of the genocide of Native Americans. So I really don't like to say that. And there was a Native American friend of mine that made me see that because I said, happy Thanksgiving one time. And they were like, why would I celebrate the genocide of my people? I was like, whoa, never looked at it that way. And you know how we do in church. We didn't spin it to religion, you know, oh, it's Thanksgiving. Oh, it's time to be thankful. So uh, I hope you enjoyed your time off from work, the four-day weekend. I know people was Black Friday in and all that kind of stuff, and it's really no more Black Friday. I mean, they were starting doing the pre-pre-Black Friday like three weeks ago. I mean, come on. I mean, just stop it. I mean, we're in a consumption society. We just consume, and then you want... 52 million people are out of work, but you want them to still buy. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm not leave that alone. I'm not here for that. I'm just saying I miss you guys. Love you guys. And listen, as we go through this pagan holiday season, I know. Did I say the wrong thing? Uh, see? Uh, every like, did the pastor just call it pagan? Are we about to cel- uh, celebrate little baby Jesus? Listen. Everybody knows it's a pagan holiday. Christmas is a pagan holiday. The churches have spent it to make it feel like we're celebrating the birth of Christ. Even though Jesus was not born probably sometime in like May or somewhere in June. And then John the Baptist. No, he was born sometime probably in August, September. And then John the Baptist was just before that sometime in March. So there's a six months difference. We really don't know the exact date, but I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, it was not December 25th. So that is another consumption day where parents, we, why, I don't know why we give credit to the big fat guy that he goes around and giving presents to all the little children and y'all done worked hard all year to make your kids happy on this day and don't get credit for it. But I am going to leave that alone. So happy holidays to everyone. I know we took some time off. We're restructuring things. We got some new ideas, not only from you, but also for coming up in the new year. So we're figuring some things out. We want to make this conversation, this this time we spend together, even better. So I just want to thank every single one of you that have tuned in all across the world, that have supported the show. I really love and appreciate you. And then those who join us for the very first time. Huh. 
all I'm doing right now is holding my arms out right now, giving you air hugs, because if you were, if I saw you right now, I'm coming in for a big hug. Listen, y'all know, you don't, well, you don't know, but there is no such thing as social distancing. So I'm coming in. So if you go put your mask on, all that kind of run from me, you better run because I'm coming in for a hug because we're supposed to be in relationship with each other. We're supposed to touch, feel, hug each other, all that kind of stuff. There's healing is in the power of the touch. But I'm gonna leave that alone too. See, there's so many things I could we could just talk about, but we're gonna stick we're gonna stick to our conversation on principalities and powers because we're about to get into some some more powerful stuff with that, and then we're about to go into revelations here uh, soon, like real heavy, because a lot of people, all of you, have been talking about you want to know how revelations work and where are we at and what part is now have we missed some parts are some parts still to come so we go get into all of that but let me tell you what this show is for those that are here for the very first time we like discussing various topics that the church does not like to talk about on a sunday they even on a zoom or on a video or streaming right now is a big thing. You know, some churches still don't want to meet. Don't get me started on that or have Bible studies like every other week or something like just foolishness. Just come on. We need to just have these conversations because life doesn't stop just because we not gather. I'm a lead up. <laughs> we like discussing various topics that church bodies not like talking about on a Sunday or the Bible study or shut down from talking about it all together because of the sense of nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what you think, feel, or believe, without judgment, will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid. Anybody felt like that recently, especially over the last year and a half, or all of your life, that your opinion is not valid, or you know, people are argumentative, all that kind of stuff? Well, we don't do here that on this is a day. We can disagree, and it'll be okay. L listen, we just respect each other, and we can have an honest and free conversation, or as my boy TV always says, keep it one Honey, here on This Is The Day with Pastor Way. Listen, as I said before, we're on principalities and powers. Listen, they're just just because you see a lot of politicians and the world look like they act in a fool, uh, understand this, that it manifested in the spiritual realm first. So that's what principalities and powers are all about. So that means there is something spiritual happening that is causing this movement or revolution, I should say, in a way. There is a thing called the devil, the enemy. There's demons, imps, all that. There's That stuff is real. Angels are real. All They're all real. There are things about the super. It's not supernatural. It's super because supernatural is really two words combined. It's super meaning our natural. There are things in the spiritual realm that we do not possibly understand. And then there are men and women of God. Oh, boy. That basically we sometimes we think they're spiritual and they are, but they're not communicating with the God. They're communicating with a God, little G, a principality a fallen angel, a demonic force in a way. So that's why you see a lot of bishops of the tutus out there putting all these things in church right now that's not of God, asking you for money when they've done nothing for you uh, over the last year and a half, two years, or ever in ministry. Listen, there's so many churches like that that just continue to ask people for money and not done a thing for them. And so what is your incentive? But I'm going to leave that alone before I get into trouble. But, you know, I don't care about getting into trouble because it's just the truth. So the truth is the truth and it is what it is. So 
If you're joining for our conversation for the very first time, or if you haven't joined our other conversations, you can always listen to those on any podcast platform that you use. And then you can still interact with me, even though we don't, we're not talking about it anymore, because you can always hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. Some people, when they finally find me, like, oh, I was putting in your name wrong. I was like, yeah, that's why I say W-A-I-D, because you think it's like Dwayne Wade, W-A-D-E. No, but it's W-A-I-D. So Real Pastor Wade, one word, and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D on any on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Listen, you can talk to me anytime. I don't have no assistant that's sitting there doing it for me, or, you know, it's not a bot, as they say. No, it is me. I will answer you, and we can talk about it like I've done with a, a several few of you. So let's get it rolling right now. Listen, I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm so excited. It's like I'm, I don't even know everybody, and I miss you guys. Like, I love you guys and I appreciate you guys. And I continue to pray for anybody within the sound of my voice. Whatever your struggle is, whatever you're going through, that God will be that turnaround specialist for you. That as you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you shall fear no evil for God is with you. That rod he has, that staff he has will cover you. He's going to set you up at the presence of the table of your enemies. And then he's going to anoint your head with the oil. And then your cup will run over. And then surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. That doesn't mean you're not going to have any challenges. That means as the challenges come, you're going to be okay because God's going to be following you. That goodness and mercy is going to be following you, and he's going to show you. Oh, yeah. So, y'all ready? You know we have a tradition here. Just like on a plane, we go take off together. But before we take off, you know what we got to do. Make sure your seat and tray tables are in the upright locked position. Any turbulence you feel on this plane is God shaking at the very root. That does not belong on this plane. If you listen with somebody, look at them and say, you ready? Look back at the other person and say, I'm ready. And if you're by yourself, which you're really not, because God is omnipresent, just look around anywhere, any direction and say, God, I'm ready. And he's looking at you and saying, let's go. So let's do a little rewind real quick, because as we go into principality and power, we're going into episode 12. We're going to talk about some stuff, but it's going to be connected here to some of our previous episodes. We talked about the nature of satanic spirits. We said people often make error of believing Satan, Samuel, is a caricature, being with red horns and a pitchfork. Satan is much more than that. He is powerful. And we talked about some of his characteristics of him and his demons. So stop thinking that he's just this dude, you know, with this pitchfork and horns and all that kind of stuff. No, he he's more than that. He's smarter than you. Yes, I'm talking to you. Uh, he's smarter than me. He's smarter than Bishop of Ebony Tutu. I don't care. You can get the, the greatest theologian anywhere in the world right now. It doesn't matter. That study the Bible, know the Bible, not only the Bible back and forth, but no Hebrew manuscript or the Tanakh back and forth. It does not matter. He knows more. Any religion, it doesn't matter whether it be Islam or not. He knows more than any of you. He was there. So, if he knows more and he's smarter, you show him some respect. Now, I'm not saying worship him. I didn't say that. But you want to respect your enemy. Because especially when your enemy know more than you. And there are some things that he know that you can't even possibly know right now. But I'm going to leave that alone. So, Act 
activities and the proof of their presence. We talked about, he says, we talked about how you, now that you have more knowledge about the structure and organization of the kingdom of darkness, uh, we're going to talk about in this conversation, the principalities and powers. We're going to talk about the kind of weapons the enemy uses and, and the effective plan, our defense and the offense. So in that now, we're about to talk about the weapons of mass destruction against the children of God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So since we talked about the kingdom organization already, we talked about their characteristics now. Now we're about to talk about the destructive methods, the destructive ways they try to destroy God's people. And not even God's people, whether you believe in God or not, you're still God's creation. So there are things that the enemy uses spiritually to to trip us up to make us not be blessed or get the blessing that god has or predestined before the beginning of time so understand this the enemy forms and forges a great variety of weapons some are more apparent than others such as and this is going to be a sensitive topic y'all because we're going to go into these different weapons of destruction and some of you may experience one or even all. So I'm just saying, I'm do this much as I can in love and be as sensitive as I possibly can be as we discuss this, because I know some of you right now are still going through some challenges. You are, we all are, or in some way, shape or form. So when I say the enemy forges a great variety of weapons, some are more apparent than others, such as things like abuse and afflictions. Others are not as evident as the spirit of indifference and frustration. In several places, the Bible portrays Satan as a crouching lion waiting for the most opportune moment to pounce upon his unsuspecting prey. Well, y'all better stop right there. We let's 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 park it on the dance floor right that. The Bible says that Satan is 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 crouching. He says sin is crouching at your door, waiting. To master you. Now, what I find interesting about that, I, this is a free one for you, but I find interesting about that, it's crouching and it's waiting. So crouching, you're in an offensive and defensive position at the same time. So you're crouching because you're trying to hide. Because usually we don't are not aware of our surroundings. That's why you can be walking and then you'll stop or something like that. Unless you look around, you could be you could have stepped on a bug. You could have stepped on some gum. Anybody ever step on some gum? You're like, oh, man, I wish I would have saw that because it was hidden. So it was like very low to the ground. So if sin is crouching, boo, y'all better walk with me. If it's crouching and think about it, the devil is crouching at your door. But my problem with that text is why can't he come in the door? Oh, we must have to open it. So what happens is if you're not aware of your surroundings, you're going to open the door because the devil's in a crouching hidden position, but he's also in a pouncing position because he's crouching. You ever seen a defensive lineman when waiting for that ball to snap and they trying to hold back, they're crouching, they're in that wide nine stance as they call it, and they waiting. They waiting for that ball to be snapped. And then, boom, they're ready to bust through. Well, that's the same thing that the devil does. He's waiting to bust through. He's waiting for you to give him an opportunity to come and mess up your life. Oh, boy. Did I say the wrong thing? Crickets already. Listen, this, this is about to get even more deeper here. 
In several places, the Bible portrays Satan as a crouching lion waiting for the most opportune moment to pounce upon his unsuspecting prey. Satan cannot devour everyone. You better watch this. Satan cannot devour everyone. He cannot devour you if you are aware of his tactics and strategies because the weapons you fight with are far greater than his according to 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. Understand from this scripture, we can conclude that the weapons the enemy uses against us are primarily carnal in nature. Ones that involve the mind, will, and emotions. Do I need to say that again? That even hit me right now. I mean, that that that's that that's crazy right now. So he's waiting for the most opportune moment to unsuspecting prey. And so Satan cannot devour everyone. He cannot devour you if you are aware of his tactics and strategies because the weapons you fight with are far greater than his. We better all get a hold of that. So understand this, in order for Satan to do anything to anybody, he's got to have permission. Whether it be by God or by you. You have to give him permission or give him that opportunity to have access to you that way. Understand this, in order to defend against Satan and his deceptive attacks, we must first understand what we are defending against. Let's have this conversation about internal, external, and the hidden weapons the enemy could possibly employ in his attack against you. Oh boy, we will be having a few sensitive conversations here. I mean, we're going to be doing, we're going to have about like 26 different things we're going to be talking about. And we're going to walk through them very slowly as we may all be dealing with various challenges spiritually, physically, emotionally, and or psychologically. Are we ready? Let's talk about the first one. Abandon. Abandonment is one of the first ones that uh, Satan uses to try to devour you. What is abandonment? Abandonment is when a person withdraws their presence and support from another person or organization. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Anybody ever experienced that? Somebody withdraws their presence from you? Any? I know there's some people that a father abandoned you or, or mother abandoned you or even a friend abandoned you or have you checked out and abandoned you? I'm going to leave that alone. Abandonment is when a person withdraws their presence and support from another person or organization. They renege on their duty, responsibility, and obligation and betrays covenant or commitment. The enemy, understand this, seduces people particularly those who play a key role in the life of another person or organization, organization's development and progress to renege on commitments and contracts and to walk away from relationships and responsibility. This act of abdication has the power to cause great emotional pain, financial hardship, spiritual misalignment, organizational chaos and confusion in the abandoned. 
Yeah, I pause. See, this thing about abandonment, it's not just about the person leaving. It's just not about you just being betrayed. There's a trickle-down effect. There's a domino effect that happens. You heard me just say right there. What happens in that person's life, the enemy seduces people. And then that particularly play a key role. So he tries to get rid of somebody in your life or something in your life that has a key role that's supposed to get you to your destiny. And then what happens is if he's able to interfere with that, then therefore you make a decision from that event. Then comes in a, that abandonment issue. That's what we call it. And then therefore now your life is in a tailspin going in another direction that God never intended for it to happen. Oh my goodness. Understand this. Abandonment can be physical, psychological, and emotional and occur with one's job or career. Anybody got laid off and you gave you're all to a company for years. Yeah, and you felt some kind of way. And as you walked out the door and they gave you that pink slip, the first you was like, I gave this company everything. You put your heart into it and everything. And they gave you nothing. Even cut your severance pay. Just saying. Abandonment can be physical, psychological, and emotional and occur with one's job or career, a political or military post, and within family relationships. Oh, my God. We could do a whole series on family abandonment. Matter of fact, let we could ju in just black culture alone. We there's so many issues there. Don't Native Americans and Latin America. It don't matter. Whites. It, listen, brown from the boogie. It don't matter. There is abandonment issues across the board. Guess what? Abandonment is not prejudice at all. Rich people have abandonment issues. Poor people have abandonment issues. Skinny people, fat people have abandonment issues. Listen, there's many that have abandonment issues. The, Satan, the enemy, is not prejudice. If you have a call in your life, which all of us do, you just have to discover what your call is. And especially for God's glory, He's going to try to interfere. That's without question. Understand this. Even Paul, for those of you who don't know the Bible, there's a guy named Paul. He was Jewish, and he was also a Roman citizen at the same time. So I know a lot of pastors and preachers put a lot of credence in Paul. <sighs> there's some issues with some of his writings, but I'm going to leave it alone for, you know, I get in deep trouble and the Bishop of Tutus try to call me in the office and then we got to have this Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker kind of battle. And he wants to show me how Paul is this and that. And they always give Paul, give more credence to Paul than to God or Jesus. But I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> Even Paul experienced ministerial abandonment, but God provided for him three individuals. He provided Timothy, Mark, and Luke 
to encourage and refresh him during his season of testing. You can find that in 2 Timothy 9 through 18. Matter of fact, let's read that real quick. And it says, and you know, I like to keep stuff in context. So I'm just using this as a story, as an example for you and try to keep it in context because God did use uh, Timothy, Mark, and Luke in 2 Timothy 4 through 9 through 18. Timothy was like a son, a spiritual father to Paul. So Paul trained him. Uh, so, uh, you know what I say about scripture, anybody who use scripture, make sure they keep it in context, because if we take the word text out of the word context, all we left with is a con. So in second Timothy four through 19, it says, be diligent to come to me quickly for demons has forsaken me. See, abandonment issues. Somebody's forsaken to me, has forsaken me. Having loved his present world and has departed to Thessalonica for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. Verse 11, only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for ministry. And to Chias, I have sent to Ephesus. Uh, verse 13, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas when you come and the books, especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. May the Lord repay him according to his works. You also must beware of him, for he has greatly resisted our words. Verse 16, at my first defense, no one stood with me. Uh-oh, more abandonment issues, for all forsook me. May it not be charged against him. He was like, listen, he didn't even put a curse on him. He said, but they turned it back on me. This is Paul that, quote unquote, wrote a lot of some of the New Testament writings that we have in our Bible today, even though there are a lot of things missing out of the Bible, they get the, he's credited with that, with these letters. So he's saying during all my turmoil right here, I, I feel abandoned. And he says, I need y'all to come with me. Come get me, come strengthen me, come encourage me. He said, but the Lord, verse 17, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of a lion. Verse 18, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Understand this. Issues arising from abandonment, such as the inability to trust, Manipulation, shame, fear of rejection, loneliness, suspicion, addictions, codependency, and a host of other maladaptive sets of behavior interfere with the victim's ability to foster future and healthy and loving relationships. I'm going to say that again, and we go in with that. Issues arising from abandonment such as the inability to trust, manipulation, shame, fear of rejection, loneliness, suspicion, addictions, codependency, and a host of other maladaptive sets of behavior interfere with the victim's ability to foster future healthy and loving relationships. This is why the enemy, a principality or a power, Remember I said powers, I told you, powers try to interrupt marriages, families, churches, anything stable. They try to interrupt those things. Why? Because it's trying to thwart your destiny. That's why this is so important. Even though we're, we're talking about principalities and powers, this is what principalities and powers 
do. If you feel or experience any of these, do not let the enemy win. Why? Because you're predestined for greatness. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I pray that you enjoyed our time together as much as I did. Thank you for tuning in to episode 12 of Principalities and Powers. I thank you for all your support and responses. New episodes release every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes just once. Get them ingrained in your spirit. We're going to go deeper. We got a whole bunch more to talk about after abandonment. Remember, for we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers, rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in heavenly realms. A special thanks to my man, KC, Kevin Clayton at I Am Music Group, and my girl, Erica Duff. Man, you know, all those uh, trailers and all the artwork that you see that, listen, that make a brother look good. Erica, telling you, I am music group will hook you up. If you got something to say, you got some ideas, they'll work with you. I'm telling you, tell them your boy sent you, Pastor Wade, they'll hook you up. Alex Teamer, aka Team for the Baseline. Pastor Warren Campbell and Lena Burr Wiles for this is the intro and amazing job. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you, Lena, as well. Get Lena's new album i'm trying to tell you on my block i'm telling you how that's your boy a shout out to shannon jackson and shay j entertainment and the holy ghost busters mobile ministry a shout out to house of noho barbershop julian payne is a celebrity barber to the stars listen if you're in the greater los angeles area and you need to look fly you know because award season is coming up so if you need to look fly for the grammys or whatever it is listen Tell them your boy sent you House of North Hollywood Barbershop, Julian Payne. I'm telling you, he'll hook you up. And a special shout out to the Jewy Woo and the Rooftop Crew 21. You know what it is. I love and appreciate you. Remember to subscribe on This Is Day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W. A-I-D. Remember to post any subject titles you like discussed on this is today's Facebook page or feedback on your Instagram stories of what you thought about the conversation. Always remember, God believes in you and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.